Hey guys, welcome. We're here today and we're, I'm really excited because we're here to discuss something that I feel is so needed in the body of Christ and that is relationships and how do we do this thing the right way and not only relationships relationships itself or you know when we're in it or or you know the, the biblical model with regards to that but also the, the where our hearts are before we enter relationships you know i've many times found and seen you know in that we oftentimes we 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 are in this we find ourselves in this culture of where people are just the the mission is to get married right and that's our culture has been formed around that and so the the problem is is a lot of times because that's the mission of life we get really caught up in marriage and in, in terms of that we must achieve that in order to obtain happiness and or in order to to achieve the calling that god has given a place in our life and and without our a significant other or someone we can find we're kind of hopeless and there's no way for us to reach that a lot of times we we've got this idea and we want to talk about that and really this video is about it's, it's really just a chat um, I'm, I'm here today with with mara as well as christina my fiance and we we all want to we're we all have a very similar story um in relation to our relationships right now you know all of us recently met our 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 significant other and and the way that father did this for us is really I would say different and i think you'll you'll get what i'm saying when we start telling our stories but then, so we want to share around that with you guys and yeah and I'm, I'm also especially excited to just share with you guys finally about kind of how me and christina made and how that all occurred so um i'm gonna start off by handing this over well first asking that everyone kind of just introduce themselves really quick uh, mara and christina mara do you want to first introduce yourself for us sure Hi, um, my name is Myra, and I live in California. <laughs> Hi, my name is Christina. I live in Virginia. All right, cool. So um, to start this off, uh, I'd like Christina to just start um, telling everyone about kind of how we met, and I'm going to also pitch in, and I'm going to, um, well, we're going to tell the story together, but um, I want her to just <laughs> start off and uh, kind of just tell us everyone like how you know how did everyone everything everything start and what did the father do with this because i think our story is it's pretty it's pretty different um so yeah christina do you want to head off with that sure <clears throat> so i officially well pd and i first met last year september um but even leading up to that some things were happening in both his life and my life we had come to the point when we were seeking the Father and saying, God, you know, if there's no one out there for us, a significant other like Petey was mentioning, that's fine. And not just being content with, you know, maybe being single for the rest of our lives, but finding joy and being excited about that so that we can pursue the Father and just run after Him and serve Him and spread His kingdom. So that was kind of the mind frame and the, the place we were at um, last fall when by chance one day, I received a Facebook message kind of out of the blue. What had happened is that PD had um, come across a video on his timeline through a mutual friend um, of me playing the piano. And so he sent me a message, just a quick short message to encourage me to keep playing and glorifying the Father. And that was it. <laughs> I remember seeing the message and being like, who's, who's this guy? <laughs> but then I went to his profile to see who he was and I saw he had a ministry. And so I went to his YouTube page 
And when I started watching some of the videos on his page, I was kind of blown away because everything he was saying were the same things the Father had been placing in my heart. And everything he had been showing me over the past months and years, he was speaking in his videos. So I got really excited. And so I sent him a rather long reply, um, <laughs> responding to the topics of his videos that I had seen. And thus began our communication. But our communication really began as simply friends. Um, very platonic. I know even one of our first conversations was how we're both happy to be single. And, you know, you can do a lot of things for God as a single person. We're not looking for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as we started communicating more, our communication, our friendship was focused on God, on discussing the scripture, encouraging each other, praying for each other. It wasn't even focused on anything else whatsoever. But as things went along and as the, the weeks passed by, and as the months passed by, God started making it very clear that there was something more to this than only friendship, that this was to be something even deeper. Would right, you like to add anything, right. Peter? Yeah, well, yeah, well you know, I think, I think the, the interesting or well, the funny the thing, point, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, um, um, sorry, I'm hearing myself. Um, someone's speakers. Uh, anyway, cool, it's good. Good. Um, no, I, I think what I want to add is like, um, you know, I want to just talk about kind of, I think, my heart's position and as well as your heart's position, Christina, with regards to where we were at um, when this all happened. Um, because like you said, you know, when we started talking, um, it wasn't about me trying to find someone or you trying to find someone uh, like to do life. With. Both our hearts were submitted unto God in a way. And, and well, if I can speak for myself, you know, I remember, you know, a few years back, um, I was in a, a like a high school relationship and uh, that really went really wrong and whatever. And I got hurt and everything. And I remember one day and I was just like, father, you know, what? I'm not going to enter another relationship again until it's the one I marry, you know, and um, and I and absolutely. But but I, but not only that, I said, father, if this if, if I, I don't care um, whether I enter a relationship or not, I just want to glorify your kingdom. Like, I don't care what that's going to look like for me to be the most effective I can be for your kingdom. But but I am laying, so I'm laying everything down. I'm laying this idea of getting married one day down. I'm putting it on the altar. Make, and, and I'm saying, Father, do with it as you will. Lord, if you don't want me to ever get married, let it be that way. And I, and I was praying that out of a place of like, yes, um, I and, and, and like passionately, not like, like, oh, please, not with this strings attached in the back of my mind like oh but you know i'm not really god but no like really laying this thing on the altar and um the reason i'm saying this is i think this is very important because a lot of times we we pray things halfway in that way and um we 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 kind of we're trying to pray what we want into our prayers and you know it's kind of like lord and we read in the scriptures you know father let your will be done not my will, you know, and um, and if we delight in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And, you know, the, the cool thing is, is that when we delight in him, he, it's not that it's not that he gives us our selfish desires and things. He changes our heart into a wet, into a position where his desires become ours, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to add on that, but, but yeah. But, yeah, like you were saying, you know, when um, the verse goes, and we delight ourselves in the Lord. He will give us the desires of our heart. And so often that can be interpreted to being, okay, if I if I love God, he'll give me what I want. And I want a significant other. Because <laughs> um, we have that as our focus. 
where, like you were saying, you know, your will be done, God, so long as it kind of works with my will too. But really it needs to be complete, full surrender with hands upraised in praise saying, okay, my hands are open. I give everything. I don't hold anything back. So everything that I desire, I want it to be what you desire alone. Not me, but you got, I want to desire what your heart desires in this area and in every area of life. Mm. And the, you know, the, the funny thing is, is, um, I think a lot of people think that once I find someone, then I'll be happy. You know, um, it's a thing of like, uh, oh God, please, um, I, I, I've got this hole in my heart and I need to find a husband. I need to find a wife. And once I find a wife, then I'll be able to, like I said in the beginning of this video, then I'll be able to kind of um, accomplish or be happy or whatever the thing is that, that it is. And, you know, if we're going to be honest, that's a, that's the total deception because if we think that finding someone is going to be the thing, the thing that makes us happy inside, then we're going to be disappointed when they come because it was never, you know, it's that, that person is not actually designed to fill that hole of unhappiness in our heart. And in fact, they're going to pay, if they come into our life and into our lives with that, um, and, and we hope that they would do that, we're going to be disappointed. And that's when a lot of people in a relationship start getting like, why aren't you making me happy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but it's because we're trying to, we're depending on them to make us happy. But, you know, for me, and, uh, you know, you guys should tell me about you guys, what you guys think. But for me, I, before I met Christina, I was totally surrendered and fine. I was like, God, you know, I am going to, I'm going to, you are going to need to be the one. You need to be the one that, that fills all of my heart. You need to be the one that makes me, gives me happiness and fulfillment and everything. And, you know, and I lived in that place. I lived in, in, in such a place where I didn't, I literally didn't need anyone. I literally, um, I, I felt like I, I was happy without having someone, you know, and that I could accomplish many things without having someone, you know? And so, but now it's funny because the moment my heart started getting into that place, that's when God brought Christina on the scene, of course. But, <laughs> but the point is just that like, you know, if Christina never, if God's plan was different and Christina wasn't in my life, never came into my life, I would still be fine in that way. And I would not go fall into this depression now and God, when are you gonna bring this person? You know? Um, and so, you know, uh, my point in this is just that it's so important for us to make sure that our happiness is achieved and father our intimacy, personal intimacy with him and him alone and not in what he will give us one day in a partner. You know, there's nothing wrong. Let me just clarify one more thing. There's, there's nothing wrong with having a desire in our heart, you know, to, to maybe have someone one day, to, to, to be able to marry one day. But there is something wrong with that 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 the absence of that is what causes you to fall into depression or if or that's what all you're thinking about all the time you know because then it becomes an idol right it becomes a you know this is what i need instead of you just need god you know you guys want to add on that yeah like what you were saying and you said what i was going to like i hope you say it but yes when we focus so much on finding someone to, to fill a hole or to, to give us fulfillment, it can become an idol. And that's when problems occur. But there's no there's nothing wrong with desiring to have someone, just so long as it's not out of balance, and that we desire God even more and His will, and that also we pursue a deep, intimate relationship with Him 
before we pursue an intimate relationship with anyone else because he needs to come first. When he comes first, then he will guide our steps. He will show us the person, if it's his will, that will help us to even walk closer to him in relationship. And it's a beautiful thing. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I just just to kind of go along on, on with the story that Christina was telling, um, you know, after uh, we started talking and, you know, we were just friends. And like she said, we obviously started realizing that there is a bit, there's something more to this. And, you know, after like seeking father's heart really deeply in it all and, you know, praying and fasting and, and all kinds of things along the way, um, you know, the father did amazing, gives, gave us amazing confirmations. You know, he gave um, Christina's mother a dream about me. Um, you know, my mother had a dream about Christina as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that to, to kind of ease our families, I guess, into what was going on because, oh, by the way, guys, um, I live in South Africa. Christina lives in the United States. That's like 8,000 miles. I, I, I looked on Google Maps. <laughs> uh, so um, that's a lot of distance and it's a big, it's a weird thing, right? So, I mean, it's, it's not the norm. Um, so anyway, um, I um, ended up, we ended up deciding, you know, to meet and I, um, and we, and Christina actually, she was quite amazing in that she, helped organize a ministry trip for me um, in, in, in the U.S. where I spoke at a few places and and also obviously to meet her. And yeah, it was really great, you know. Um, that, and I think that's kind of why Mara is also here today um, because Mara and Charlie, so I had a, we, we had an, a, a, a seminar there that, that, I, that we had with like an outreach seminar in Virginia Beach and Mara and Charlie was, they came along and they, you know, to attend and whatever. And they, I mean, they didn't know each other before they got there, but they left knowing each other. And soon thereafter, something really cool happened. Um, so Mara, do you want to shortly also kind of just tell us about your story? Like, um, you know, how, what happened there? Sure, yeah. So, um, so like you said, we met at the a seminar conference in Virginia and, um, of course, everybody introduced each other the first day. And oh, I said Charlie was there, but he was just another guy in the fellowship, right? And um, we introduced each other. And um, the first two days, we really didn't talk. The last two days, we got to spend some time together on the night of fire. And then for the Shabbat service, we got to spend some time together too. And that was it. I mean, we exchanged information and you were just, you were just talking and everything. We exchanged information. And then the thing is when on Saturday, when we went back home, he was going to drive back to Tennessee because he's from Tennessee and I was going to fly to back to California. So he sends me a text and he's on his way to Tennessee and he says, hey, do you think maybe we can we can just talk and, and just pray for, you know, our, our safe travels back home and also for the things that God is going to do when we go back to our places? I was like, yeah, we can do that. So he called me and we were talking for for a while and we were just praying and we we're just talking about how amazing the seminar was and, and everything we we learned and and we did and it was just amazing and yeah that was the first time we talked on the phone and then after that we found ourselves talking every day like every day we were texting and calling and and it was like um like you guys said it was all about the father you know because we we're like oh my gosh you know i prayed for this person and this happened and 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 we were doing um, Bible study together over the phone and we were praying and and it was just amazing because that's all we were doing for I don't know maybe three four days straight we were just 
talking and talking about everything that father was doing. And then about four days later, he's like, hey, um, you know, I would like to get to know you. Like, I want to know what Myra does or, or how Myra is. Not that we don't want to talk about the father. He's like, but I want to, <laughs> you know, learn about you. I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I just shared a quick thing about what I like to do on my own time or whatever. And, and that was it. And then we went back to talking about everything the father was doing. And about uh, maybe a week later, I start having these feelings and thinking about him. And I'm like, oh, this is so weird. <laughs> I don't want to feel like this, right? So I remember I took it to the father and I said, okay, father, you need to take these feelings away. See, I didn't even ask him if this was the guy or husband he asked for me. No, I said, you need to take these feelings away because I don't want anything to get in the way of me and you. And I don't want any distractions. I mean, I was just so focused on him. I was like, I don't want any distractions, God. So just take these feelings away. And he didn't. <laughs> the feelings got stronger. So a couple of days later, I um, I I call him and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna tell him how I'm feeling. He's probably gonna tell me, sorry for misleading you or you're misinterpreting our talks or whatever. And I'm like, and then we're just gonna get past that. And then we're just gonna be best friends forever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I called him and that was my plan. So I'm like, hey, you know, I just wanted to tell you about, I'm feeling this type of way towards you. And he's like, explain the feelings. I'm like, what do you mean explain? <laughs> I thought it was obvious. So he's like, no, explain it to me. I was like, well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about you and just the way you love God. I mean, you just love God so much. But, you know, just because you do, it doesn't mean that you're the one that God has for me. So I just wanted you to know. Um, and then and then he says, OK, OK, let me share with you. So he started sharing what God was doing in his life. Um, so he said that when he when he went back to Tennessee and, you know, we started talking and stuff, he works at a university. And before going to Virginia, he was struggling with with lust and like the way he was looking at women. I mean, he works at a university, right? So he, when he went to Virginia, he prayed for that to go away because he didn't want to feel this way. And then he got baptized, he baptized him there. So he came back and he, he went back to Tennessee and started working. And he said that anytime he will look at any girl, even with like intentions or not, he would just look at any girl, father would just bring me to his mind. And he said all he would hear was like, yeah, remember Myra? And he's like, every time I would look at a girl, I would just hear the father say, remember Myra? And then he said after a, a few times of that, he was like, okay, God, so what, what's up with Myra? Are you, are you telling me because you want me to realize that there are, you know, godly women out there that I don't have to like look at, you know, just mm. women of the world, there's godly women out there, or, or, or is she the one or why are you bringing her to my mind? So he prayed about that too. And then um, he started praying that God would show me how he was feeling. He started praying that God would reveal the same thing to me. And this was Charlie's plan. So within, I don't know, maybe less than a week of us talking, he said he had planned to for us to meet up in Anaheim because we went to a Power and Love conference. He said, um, when I see you, when I saw you, I was gonna ask you to marry me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even, we hadn't even talked about our feelings, but he already planned this. He's like, yeah, I was just going to wait on God to either show you how I was feeling or just to prepare you. And then once we met, I was just going to ask you to marry me. And so 
when we're talking about this, I just, I can't believe it. You know, I'm just like, no, this can't be happening. You can't be feeling the same way that I'm feeling. And I told him, I have to go and pray about this because I, I don't know how I feel. This is not the response I was expecting. <laughs> so um, I did that night. I came home and I got on my knees and I started praying. And, you know, the first thing I told God was, I don't, I don't deserve Charlie. Yeah. I don't deserve a man like Charlie because he's, he's way too good. He's, He's such a good man. And I have a really dark past. I have, you know, I have a really dark past. I was just telling God, I don't deserve him. And then, and then God started showing me, showering me with God's love. I mean, God was just telling me how much he loves me, how much he's, he sees me in such a different way. He doesn't see my past. He doesn't see my sins. He said, I forgave you and forgot about them. And I just love you for who you are in me. And that's all I care about. And so, of course, I was a wreck just crying because God was just loving on me so much. And then at the end, he said, and the way I see you is the same way that Charlie sees you. And this is the man that I have for you. So, of course, at that moment, I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, God, <laughs> this is from you. And then I called Charlie back and the next day and we talked about it. Ah, awesome. And, you know, you know I love what you said about um you know in the beginning when you started kind of feeling uh, having feeling you started realizing you got feeling for charlie your first reaction wasn't like oh yes you know he's the one and not that there would be anything necessarily wrong with that but you know you were so focused on the father that it was like no no god this is going to be a distraction <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's the first reaction and how different is that reaction to uh, you know what we many oftentimes see in our culture you know especially in i guess the more secular side of the culture or the dating um thing that we've got, got you know the concept of dating that we have in our culture yeah mm -hmm. um you know and uh, also you know what I, what also was really cool is is how um you know you i mean how how long did you guys know each other before he proposed well <laughs> we talked about getting married a week and a half after we met in virginia a week okay. and a half after but of course he proposed when we saw each other in 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 california which was a month after we met right so you know similar i mean me and christina we we were talking for about um, I don't know, three two, three months, four months, I guess. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, you know, then we decided to, I decided to fly over. And, you know, when I got there, I mean, I, I proposed pretty quick as well. The father just like, yeah, I, I just knew, like, you know, it's that cliche, you know, that you know, that you know. But, you know, I had so much peace on you that she was the one. But it's kind of funny because, you know, and that's why I also got all of us together here is that, you know, for both of us, it was pretty quick because I mean, me, I met Christina and that was about this, that was like, what, five days, Christina or six days. Yeah. You arrived here on Saturday and then the following Friday, he proposed. Right. So I just, yeah, <laughs> most of that delay was just, I guess, getting to know everyone and the family and everything. But, but, um, you know, that, it's it's so different, you know. I'd like us to talk a little bit about that too. Um, how this is different from the dating model, if you will, that we have in our culture today. Um, what do you guys think about dating? You know, what what we what we typically know as dating. You know, what is your perceptions on it? Mary, do you want to share first? Sure. 
So, um, so for me, dating was not an option. <laughs> so, um, three years ago, I, I, that's when God came into my life three years ago. And, and I was in a, in a relationship for five years and it was a not healthy relationship. <laughs> and I remember, you know, the day that God came into my life, that same day, I broke that relationship and I made a covenant with God that day. And I told him, okay, God, I mean, you're amazing. <laughs> just, just knowing you today, it's just completely changed my life. And I want to tell you that I'm going to, you know, end this relationship. And from now on, I, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to pursue or allow it to be pursued. I'm not, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to meet anyone. I'm like, I just want to focus on you. And I told him, if you have someone for me, it's going to be a husband or I'm going to stay single for the rest of my life. And that was really my plan. I mean, that was my plan. This three years, I was like, okay, I might just be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know? And, um, it, it's just that I, I feel like nowadays dating, it's, you're tr you're testing people, you're trying people out, see if it may work or whatever. And I'm like, uh, first of all, that's not what I see in the Bible. <laughs> that's not scriptural. Um, you know, we don't go around testing people out to, to try them out and see which one's going to be the right one. And, and it, and that only means that it's about our, our selfish needs. You know, this is the right fit for me. Like, what is this person going to offer for me? It's, and love is selfless, you know, it shouldn't be that. So anyway, so I don't believe in dating. And that's why when I talked to Charlie, we were like, yeah, none of us do, either of us do. So we're just gonna get married. <laughs> we don't have to test anything, try anything out. We don't have to waste five years or two years of our lives getting to know each other for, it's gonna end in nothing. All right, exactly. And yeah, Christina, do you wanna share your thoughts first before I go on? Yeah, so I admire uh, what you were sharing. I completely agree with that. Um, I'd also known people in the past, and I wondered, like, okay, is this person the one? You know, is that person the one? And, you know, when I go before the Father and pray about it, he'd be like, you know, for this reason and that reason, he'd, he would take away any peace, and he would cause, you know, he would let me see things that I hadn't seen before when I would truly go to him. Because sometimes I didn't want to, like, no, God, but... <laughs> I think this person is the one and he would reveal to me as I let him know he, he's not the one for you. I have someone better um, for you. You just wait, just wait. Um, so having that time of waiting was really good. It was a time of preparation as well, but kind of like you reaching that point of not just being content being single. Um, I got excited about the idea after a while that, you know what? I don't think I'll get married. That's fine. You know, I don't know if there is someone and that's okay because it's just going to be me and God. We're going to do cool things together. <laughs> and that's going to be great. Um, because a lot of the times, like you mentioned, dating, when you're just trying people out, it's testing it. You're, it's wasting time. It's wasting their time. It's wasting your time. And it can cause a lot of emotional damage, hurt hearts. And it's not, it's not necessary. Yeah, that's true. Um, really, it's important, like we talked about earlier, just to have that intimate relationship with God. And when it's his time, if it's his will, he will show you the right person and he will give you that peace and that knowing that this is the one in his time. So like I know when I met PD, I was still in that point of being like, okay, guys, this is great. It's going to be you and me. I'm not looking or desiring after anyone. I asked you to take away that desire and only to give that desire back to me if it was meant to be, you know, if I was to marry someone. Um, so when I first met PD, I'm like, okay, you know, like I said, our first conversation was kind of like how we're both cool with being single. <laughs> Um, because I was still just, I, I'm still happy with that. But then God started revealing that, hey, in this area, I have something a little different than you planned. And 
Yeah, that was pretty amazing in that. But like you said, concerning dating, there's a way to have a godly relationship that focuses on God. and He will reveal the right person in his own time. You just need to wait on him and seek him out in prayer and know his voice so intimately that we will be so familiar with it when he speaks to us in this area. Right. And what would you then say to people who would say, you know, oh, Christina, um, you know, relationships, I mean, well, marriage, it's so serious. It's the, it's the biggest, probably the biggest decision next to, you know, deciding for God, you're going to choose God. That's the second biggest decision of your life. You can't make that decision in a week, like, or you can't make that decision. You need to like first taste the waters and, you know, you, what do you, what would you think about that? Yeah. Concerning testing the waters, like Myra said, it's not in scripture. And really, when you have that relationship with God, like I even said, he gives you that peace and that knowing that you might not know someone for five years or three years, but you know who they are in Messiah because their character and their life gives fruit of their relationship with God, that every action, every word they say gives evidence of who they are. And that's what you can see because you know the Father and you have his spirit within you. And that spirit can see their spirit. And that is the same spirit of the Father. And of course, always going to the Father in prayer for that confirmation and seeking counsel. Yeah. And I think if we're honest, a lot of times, you know, when we say, oh, no, you know, I need like, I need like two years. I need like however long to, to make sure this is the one and whatever. Honestly, if you need two years, then that's a red flag because why is it going to, why does it need to take so long to see fruit? of God in their life, you know, the, the fact of the matter, like if we look at the story of, um, you know, people, people like, no, people, um, PD, don't go to the Bible because those are weird cases. But no, I believe that the scriptural um, uh, courtship, if you will, examples we have is very relevant for today. And I think that God is actually going to, is busy bringing this back. Um, well, he wants to bring this into the lives of those who follow him. And, you know, what I want to get out is this, the story of, you know, Rebecca and, uh, and 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 Isaac, you know, I mean, you know, Eliezer was sent out to find Rebecca. You know, you found her at the well. You know, he was sent out by Abraham, and he, when he, you know, he by the spirit of God, you know, God revealed um, the the wife of Isaac, Rebecca, and then I mean, Rebecca decided to marry Isaac before even meeting him. Like, we want to talk about like testing the waters for a year. But here we've got a biblical example of like, they were so in tune with the father and intimate with him that they didn't need to even meet the guy or, or meet the girl. Same with Isaac. You know, he basically, when she came riding on that camel, like, this, you know, she already basically agreed and Eliezer had the responsibility. That's uh, a big responsibility, but you know, he did it. And, and, you know, um, I mean, it's such a beautiful example. And I think a lot of times we look at that and we're like, no, 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 that's old and that's weird. And we're not going to do it that way. But I want to, everyone is listening today, you know, I want to encourage that it's time to go back to to take the Bible seriously in that way and, and be like, you know what, uh, why do I have to wait eight, two years? Why do I have to wait three years? Why do we have to date and figure this thing out? If you love each other, and if, the F there, you're equally yoked, you know, that's really important. Um, like, what are you waiting for? You know? Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that story? Um, sorry, if I can just add something, cause yeah. it goes along with what you guys are saying about what Christina said about being so in tune with the father. Right. And like you said, PD. So, um, just in September, last September, 
a friend of mine gave me a word. We were in a, in a Friday night devotional. And he, he said, um, Myra, I have to tell you something. And he says, Father has been waking me up a few nights telling me to tell you this. But I hadn't because I thought you were already doing it. But if you're not, I guess you're not because he keeps bringing it to my mind. So he said, Myra, do you pray for your husband? And I said, no, I don't. I don't really know. I don't pray for him. The only thing I've ever prayed for in this three years is that if God has someone for me, he would make it so clear that there would be no confusion or doubts or anything. That's all. If I ever remember, that's all I prayed for. He says, well, father said that you have to start praying for a husband because he has someone for you. That night I came home and I, and I got into the word and I started praying and God showed me right away. I mean, he confirmed to me that that word was from him. And, um, and I was like, okay, God, so you know, I need to start praying for my husband. Okay. So I started praying for my husband. And the only thing I would pray for was a man that loves God and more than anything or anyone. Like that was it. I didn't have a checklist. I didn't have this requisites or anything. It was just a man that is seeking you after you, God, with all his heart. That was it. Right. So, um, so being in tune with the father, hearing his word, I knew that word was from him. So at that point, it was the first time that I was like, okay, I'm not going to be single for the rest of my life. There's someone for me, right? So I, I was able to not focus on that, but I mean, have that prayer for my husband, right? And and then, and even after that, I was like, okay, God, I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, it's been three years for me to hear this word. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to actually meet him wherever he is, right? So I just started praying for him. I was just always praying for him and making sure, you know, asking God that to protect him and cover him and lead him and everything. and um. So when I met Charlie after we talked and I brought it to the father, I just heard, you know, God's voice telling me, this is the man that I have for you. I was like, that's it. I don't need, I don't need any confirmations from anyone. I don't need to talk to, you know, have a counseling team and, and so they can assess the situation. Or I was like, I don't need anything. I'm so in tune with the father that I know his voice. And he had already told me that he had someone for me. And here he is telling me, this is a guy. So I'm like, this is it, right? I don't need to hear anything else. I don't need to test him. I don't need to ask him anything about his life or anything. Like like Christina said, you see the fruits in their life and you see their walk with God and it kind of, everything kind of just makes sense. Okay, God, I see why you would bring us together because we're both just focused on you. Right. And it's that, I mean, what we're talking about here, I think, and, you know, I think you guys would agree is it's not a, I think God is telling me this is the one, you know, it's a, I know, like it's a, you really, 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 really know um, because of the peace that the spirit is giving you. It's such a peace, you know, that peace that surpasses all understanding the scriptures talk about. And I want to submit, I think that's the peace Rebecca felt when she had to say to tell this strange man, Eliezer, who came from far away to come and get a bride for this man she's never met. The only way for her to agree to that, leave her family behind, leave everything to go with this man, is that peace that surpasses understanding. And if that peace is not there, then that's not a good thing. you know. Christina, do you want to add to that? <clears throat> right. Well, just going off what you were saying, having the peace, it's so important. Um, because that peace is from God. And that's him telling us, yes, you know, that is the person, like Myra said, that peace, that knowing he is the one. Um, if we seek in our own will and we're trying to force something, there's not going to be that peace from God in the same way, a peace from Yeshua. So you really need to seek after that. 
And like also, Myra, what you said, I wanted to jump onto that concerning praying for your husband. And so with everyone who's watching here, whether you're married or you're not married yet, you know, if you're engaged, pray for your future spouse, pray for your spouse. There's so much we need to lift up to the Father for each other in all these different areas of life, all these different circumstances that might come up. And it's such a beautiful and powerful thing when you can pray for your spouse or your future spouse if you haven't met them yet. And so. Mm, that's really good yeah pray for them you need to lift them up um you know i was also same with me you know i think all of us you know we we were praying we've been praying about this thing forever and it was a prayer of like i said in the beginning uh lord if they're out there i pray for them if they're not out there that's okay too <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. um exactly right yeah cool and so i also want to um, touch on um with you guys about just well let me let me say like this, you know, the whole dating thing that we just mentioned. Um, the other problem with it is that it's really a big problem in terms of temptation where, where, where there's no real commitment. Remember guys, dating basically just means, Hey, uh, where I like you, you like me. We're going to see if we can consider getting married in the future. That's basically what it is. And while we see that, we're going to test each other out. We are going to, and then, you know, it, it, people draw the line in different places of where that romance, the romance in that relationship goes. But that's the premise of it. And the problem is, is that a lot of times that's, like I said, it's a big problem in terms of temptation where people are, there's no commitment. There's no real, um, uh, you know, uh, a promise of a covenant that will be made or a covenant that has been made. So that is dangerous because now you're basically that person. You've not made a commitment. That person is not yours in that way. Um, you're basically friends with benefits. And I know that's like a hard one. That's like a whoa. But the fact is, is that dating is basically friends with benefits in a way because it's if there's no commitment, there's no commitment. You're just friends. You know, if we look at from a scriptural perspective, we have friends and we have like courtship or, or something that there's commitment and that's leading. It's like we will be getting married, basically, or what we call engagement. You know, there is no such thing as this thing of today we have and we call dating. Um, and I want to submit to you guys that, that this whole concept of dating is something that came from an unbelieving generation as well as lukewarm Christians. Um, those who don't pursue the Father's heart above all, or those who don't lean on his understanding or his voice above all, but try and figure it out on their own. Try and figure, find someone on their own. Because see, if God is not involved in this thing, it's my responsibility to find someone. You see, and that's the problem. Now, for me to be able to find a good partner, it, it, um, it, uh, the, it need, requires of me to like we talked about, taste people out, you know, what is, who's, who's my flavor? You know, why do I like them people? Why don't I like, you know, a lot of people would say, how would you know, who, you know, who to marry if you've not like seen what you don't like in people? That's why we date so we can see what we don't like or what doesn't work. Oh, well, now again, we're back at that concept of like, now you're the one who needs to figure out what you like. What if you've got no idea what you like and God's the one who needs to do it? You see, I want to submit that that's it. I've got no idea. Like guys, I, I mean, in high school, I did date and um, 
I'm sorry I did because it was just it was such a waste and in terms of not just like Christina talked about emotionally um you know getting hurt and stuff but it was also just it it just um it's uh it 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 causes well it causes hurt but also it's it's a it, it takes away I feel in a way still from just be just trusting on the father and with it all um when if I think back on those relationships you know, I thought I had an idea of what I would like in someone. Um, like, you know, uh, well, obviously we've got our obvious things, like we want them to be godly and whatever. But, you know, when I met Christina, it's like all my little expectations now seem so stupid. And, you know, it just seems ridiculous um, in terms of what I got in her because she is so much better and so much more amazing than anyone that I could have. My standards were so low in comparison to what God had planned, you know, is my point. And I think that's, that's part of the problem. A lot of people, they go into this dating thing and they test someone out for two, three, four years. And then, you know, um, then they decide, okay, fine. I guess we have to get married now because, and a lot of times now they're the one making decisions. You've never really went and you've not actually gone and sacrificed this on the altar to God and let God make the decision for you, you know? So, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, going off what you were saying, Beauty, um, just sacrificing ourselves, having that like an Ola offering, a complete burnt offering that we give ourselves fully to the Father in everything, especially in this area of relationships. So dating, not testing the waters, because like you shared in your past, you know, just there's wasting time, there's hurting of hearts, but it's not focusing on God first. Uh, we can have our own little list of things that we would desire and we kind of hope for, but when we truly just give it all up and give everything to the Father, and just that sacrifice of praise with open hands. He's going to do something amazing. If that's his will, he'll blow us away. And like in Petey and I's story, um, I wasn't expecting anything. Um, I really thought for sure that it wouldn't be <laughs> for me to get married. But God decided to change that around. And when he brought Petey along, it blew me away. There were certain things I had hoped for. And, you know, I thought it's, it's not possible. There's no way that this could be in just one person. So yeah, it's not possible. But then God brought Petey along and he's that and so much more. And so it really is just waiting on God and focusing on him fully and foremost and only. And he'll give you the strength in the hard times and the periods when you feel lonely or, you know, you're questioning what's going to happen in the future. Just focus on him because you know what? He's king of past, present, and future. He's got it all. He's good. He's a good, good father, and he loves you so much. Right, that's right. good. And, you know, I think, I think it's time for a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> this, well, all that we're talking about here, it's not going to work if you're not absolutely sold out for God. And if the person that you're, you know, the other person is not absolutely sold out for God. And, you know, the, the point is we're, we, are, we should be equally yoked with the other person. And so they must be sold out if you're sold out. And... You know, this this requires of us to have a deep, intimate relationship with God where we're so focused on Him. And I think you guys could have maybe deducted this from the conversations thus far as all of us, we've, and like, this is not about boasting. This is just about like the reality of of how this can, the only, under, the only circumstance that this can work is if you on a personal level 
is so sold out for God and that you that finding someone is like, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. Yes, God, I pray for that person if they exist, if you want me to marry, if that's going to be most effect, make me most effective for your kingdom. And that's the only reason is to exalt his kingdom and not what I want. Not so I can have a nice family and an American dream and whatever, but so that your f name can be exalted. You see, the, the, the root, one of the root, root problems with this is that pride, in the essence, and that we want to have our ideas and our dreams and our, you know, things satisfied, which are oftentimes selfish ambitions that, that are, you know, that require a partner to be achieved. In, in other words, you know, basically the way of what just the, what the world portrays as the, like I said, the American dream or what do you want to call it? Um, so yes, you know it's it's so important. I, I would encourage everyone, anyone who's not married or you know who's looking for someone or who is in a some kind of a relationship, to make sure that that person is equally yoked and also that you have totally sacrificed this to God. And if you did, you will get peace that surpasses understanding, and you'll know that you know that you know. Um, you know, from my side, like that's what I would talk about. That. I don't know, do you have? Do you guys? Any one of you have got anything to add to that? Yeah, so I just kind of want to go along with what Christina was saying. Um, that that's and and what you said, Petey, about our expectations are so low. Like if I ever thought, you know, about meeting someone, um, yeah, nowhere near to what God has for us, right? Nowhere near. Like you know, I'm talking to Charlie, and we're finding out we have so many things in common, like things that we that we love to do, and we, and we have you know all these. Oh man, we're gonna get to do this together, and it turns out we both love it or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I if I would have actually made a checklist, nowhere near who Charlie is. Like, I mean, Father will just. I think that scripture that Christina mentioned about him giving us the desires of our hearts. I think it really me like he really put in my heart what I would desire. It's not me choosing what I want to desire, right? But it's just I'm so one with him, so in sync with him that our desires are the same. And what Father decides for me, it's all it's all blessings and it's all good promises. It's all good good things for us, right? And see if I would have started my checklist on my own, it would have been selfish things that would have probably not been very profitable for me or our marriage, right? But when you put God first, his desires are ours. They become ours. And he gives us the best. For his children, he has the best. So that's another reason why there's there can be any doubts or confusion, right? Because it's, I'm sorry, I'm hearing an echo. Okay, just trying. <laughs> um, you know, we're just so in sync with him. And when he says this is a person, you just trust God. You know he goes and you trust him. And I know people, like you said, some people say, oh, I thought God told me and, and I went got into this relationship and it turned out it wasn't. And don't get me wrong, but <laughs> then maybe we need to get back into our closet and make sure we recognize his voice. Because God is not going to tell you this is the right person. And then you go and be like, oh, it wasn't. No, God didn't tell you. Because God is not going to tell you that's the person and it's not. So we have to be in such a place of intimacy and relationship with him where when we hear this, like God is telling you this is it, you know that this is it. And and you're going to go in, like you can't hold back. You're not going to go in with doubts or, or, or trying to figure things out because you know his voice. You're going to go all in because you're like, yeah, God said so. We're getting married because God said so. <laughs> and that's it, right? 
Um, so it's so important, so, so, so important to be sure that we're one with God and we just lay it down. I mean, just, just lay it down before him. Whatever, whatever it is, whether he wants us to be married or not, whether he wants us to find someone or not, it, do, it shouldn't matter. It should not matter. When you're sold out for God, it doesn't matter. If he wants you to be married and you're going to accomplish awesome things for the kingdom in that way, so be it. He wants you to stay single because it's going to be better for the kingdom. So be it. But we have to be so sold out that it doesn't matter. Like whichever way it goes, we're going to be perfectly fine with it. And we're going to rejoice because that's the way we're going to be able to be better for the kingdom. And that should be our focus. Absolutely. Exactly. I so totally agree with everything you said, Myra. Being so sold out for the Father that it doesn't matter because we're not looking for our fulfillment in someone else. We've already found our fulfillment in the Father and that we're able to say with hands raised and hands open in the offering of praise saying, Hineni, here I am. Use me, send me wherever that is and whatever that looks like. If there's someone or if there isn't someone, that's okay because, God, I just want you. And if he wants to have someone working alongside you for the benefit of his kingdom, then so be it. Glory to God. If he wants you to be single to, for the benefit of his kingdom, so be it. Glory to God because it really is all about him. And relationships or, or not having a relationship, it should always be focused on him. And he should be our foundation. Yeshua should be our foundation in everything we do. Mm, that's really good. So what do you guys think about people who are just feeling plain lonely? Like, you know, um, I don't have anyone and I um, I just feel like lonely. You know, w what would you say to that? Christina, do you have something to add about? <clears throat> yeah, well, I know, I think we've all probably walked through periods of this exact same season. You know, we feel lonely and what's the future going to hold? And even times of maybe depression or anxiety, fear about the future or in area relationships. Um, but in this, it's one of those things where, like Myra and PD has mentioned, that we're not looking for someone to fill a hole, that hole of loneliness or fulfillment, but we seek it first from the Father. And we say, God, you know, you know the desires of my heart, but give me your desires in this area, whatever that looks like. I want to surrender to you because I know you love me so much that you have the what's best for me. You know, you know what's best for me, whatever that looks like. And I surrender that to you fully and completely, Father. And just to seek him out and to, just to have joy in that, to take joy in that, in studying his word, in being a blessing to others and praying for others. So pouring out your time instead of thinking, um, you know, God, what's going to happen in this area of a relationship? Will I ever find someone? But turn your focus away from that to how can you serve others? How can you serve God? And when you're busy about his business, right, you're, you're busy working and you're waiting. You're not just waiting and twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the right person to come along, hopefully. But you're working. You're busy about his work. Saying, God, how can I spread your kingdom in small ways, in big ways, whatever ways he, he calls you? And he'll give you that joy and that strength. And so that you won't even be focused on, on that loneliness or that, that depression or the fear because you'll be so focused on taking joy and excitement in just loving him and loving others as well. Like Yeshua says, we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And that's what we're required to do. That's what we're called to do. And so we need to start now. And he'll give us the strength to do so and the grace to do so as well. And to comfort us that, you know what, hey, he is a good, good father, like I said before, and he has good plans for us. Mm, that's good. And, you know, it reminds me of 
uh, again, if I can go back to the story of, of um, Rebecca and, you know, Isaac and Eliezer, you know, when Eliezer found Rebecca at the well, what did he, you know, she came and she wanted to give water, you know, it was as well. And I believe this, that well represented the water, you know, which is, which is Yeshua. And, you know, so as a bride, she was preoccupied with that, with the water of Yeshua. And, and that's where, when she was actually busy watering and she actually was just busy with her day's business, she wasn't looking for someone out there, a husband, but in how she was busy with um, getting water from the well, you know, and then she found this strange man, Eliezer, and she went to offer him water and water his camels. And that's how, that was actually the sign that God gave Eliezer that this woman is the bride who is Isaac's. And so, you know, it's it's an amazing picture because it, it just talks about how when we are preoccupied with the Father's work, uh, oftentimes it's that very work, that very fruit that comes from our work um, in God's style, work <laughs> that, that we find this other person or that, that this other person sees it. Or, and that is oftentimes the very sign that this person is for us. You cannot make, you will never, um, I mean, you cannot marry someone who does not bear good fruit in every season and who doesn't have works that testifies of their intimacy with the Father. And so, you know, we need to be just so focused on those works so that, you know, that's that would be the testimony. That would be like the sign to some, the, the other person that we are for them. And, you know, I think a lot of people you know the fact is like if we're not busy with those things i think that you're more likely to then miss if you're afraid of missing the person you'll be more likely to miss them if you're not occupied with god's work but rather with your own stuff or you know even being passive and lukewarm about the father's work not going about his um work passionately and on far for him you know so yeah i just wanted to add in regards to like you know loneliness or depression because we're single or whatever i think that it, it always goes back to our relationship with god because if he's he's our all i mean pd i love the way you sometimes mention it's not like it's god first and then my family second or something no it's always god and and that's it it's all about god right so when we're so focused on him there isn't room for loneliness or depression because we're we're so I'm wrapped up in in his love and 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 in the things that we're doing for him or or how we're working with him for the kingdom or just being in his presence and being intimate with him that there's not even a room to think of anybody else. I mean, nothing else nothing else should matter. It doesn't matter because you're so focused on him. And just like you said, it's in that place where where he's like, "Okay, you're you're all Hello, Mara, I think we just lost you. Let's just give her a second. Um, okay, we'll see if Mara can come back. But yeah, that's that's a really good point, you know. Um, it's God, then it's God, then it's God, then it's God. It's not like God, then, then this, then that. Then. No, it's just God all the way through. And then if God is all the way through, that's all you're going to be thinking about, you know. Um, and that's how it should be, because then if you're so possessed of him and his spirit, 
then that's going to be the thing you're passionate about. And that's going to be the thing that consumes your thoughts. And that's a good thing to consume your thoughts as opposed to thinking about why do I don't have anyone? God, please, God, just bring me this person. And, um, you know, cool. So hi, Mara, you back. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Hi. <laughs> no problem. Do you want to continue what you said? Um, I don't know where I left off, but yeah, I was just saying that, I mean, we're, we're so in that place of being one with him that there's just no, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this. You're back. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Um, that there's just no room for you to even feel lonely because you're just so focused on him, your mind, your mind, your heart, your everything is seeking after him. So there's really no room for being lonely. He has to fill out every part of our life. I mean, he, he does. I mean, it's not that he has to, it's that he does. When you seek him, he's faithful and he's trustworthy and he will. I mean, he's all we need and nothing else around us should matter. Mm, I mean, exactly. That's, what, that's just what I said, you know. Um, yeah, do you want to add something, Christina? Well, I was just thinking of Psalm 25 in relation to, to waiting on God, to having him as our focus. And it goes with um, verse four, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you're the God of my salvation. And for you, I wait all the day. And in that, you know, as we were talking about waiting on God, but working as we're waiting, being busy about his, his business um, and serving others so that we don't have our focus on, on me and on loneliness and things that, that are self-focused even. So it's a hard word, but mm. being able to take that focus away and say, okay, I want to focus on you, on serving others, on being a light for you, Father. I found that's the best way for me as well when I'm going through times of, you know, just hard times to, okay, say, I'm going through a hard time. I need to go pray for someone <laughs> because as you pray for someone, as you're ministering <clears throat> to someone else, God just gives you that strength as well and that peace and that he fills you with that love for that person, that love for him. And he renews your strength as well to continue to focus on him and to, to run that race every single day with him as the goal. Cause we know Yeshua is the goal that we are running towards. And to have that as our focus in our every day, in our every moment. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, I think we're just, this also just brought to mind, um, you know, I think a lot of, I don't know if there's any, you know, teenagers watching, but, you know, if there is, um, or people who are, maybe you're at university, you're in college, or, you know, you're not at a place where you can marry it because, you know, you're not ready to take care of a woman or whatever the case is. Um, if you if you were a guy or if you're a woman and you're not just ready because of whatever reason, um, you know, and then the case is, oh, but then we date, you know, then we, but I want to submit, no, that's not, that's not, that's even that, even that is not a place for dating. Um, when we find ourselves in, the, in in a situation like that where we, let's say we both realize we like each other and whatever, uh, still, I think I will, what I would do, and you guys should tell me what you guys think, but I would take a step back and, um and, 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 you know, you can talk to this person and let them know like what's going on, but then remain friends and don't engage in a romantic relationship. If you're not able to enter a marriage soon, um, you know, when we look at, again, if you look at the biblical examples, it's all, um, you know, there weren't people really in, we don't have people engaging in relationships if they won't be able to actually enter a marriage and take care of that person. So, you know, we must make sure that while we are single or while we are not in that place where we can take care of someone yet, that's when we need to make sure that we 
prepare ourselves, you know, in, in every way, um, especially in our relationship with God. Um, but don't let that be an excuse to be like, well, I don't have, I can't take care of them yet. So let me, let's date. And, um, you know, while we're doing all this, we're test. So now we'll test it out. So now you're, it's, it's actually, it becomes suddenly very complicated because now you're trying to work out um, this thing of, um, of preparing. But while you're trying to prepare, you've got this kind of halfway thing going on, this thing we call dating today. Where you know they already you know there's no real kind of commitment towards marriage yet, and you know now you're gonna start falling into lust. Now you're gonna start, you know, falling in all those things and left and right, and it's just complicating the process of getting ready for the one you're actually gonna marry one day, because the guys, I mean, the fact of the matter is like 95% of if we're talking about high school relationships just don't work out because kids aren't ready to enter a relationship and they've honestly i'm going to be serious now they've got no business trying to enter a relationship yet because they how why would you enter a relationship with someone you can't marry and can't take care of and you're not you're not having an income you you know you don't have a job there's no business trying to be in a relationship then because it's just gonna lead to destruction it's gonna lead to hurt um and so yeah you know i just want to leave that for those of us who who are, you know, maybe you're not, a, maybe you are a past school, maybe you're past um, university and college, but maybe you don't have a good job to take care of a woman. You know, I'm just speaking from a man's perspective now, but in the same thing, you know, make sure that you're ready for that. And likewise, women, you know, make sure that you prepare your hearts and yourself for a husband one day in the same manner. Mm, yeah, like, you know, P, as you're mentioning, high school romances and crushes and <laughs> dating. Um, when you're not ready to get married, like really, you need to be really careful. You need to guard your heart because it, it's a, it wastes your time. It takes up a lot of time um, and it takes your focus away from just being fully sold out to God because you're also looking at how you can get someone else's attention or how you can make that person happy. Or And like Petey said, it's very easy to fall into lust and temptation, which will, of course, draw you even further away from God and can lead to destruction. But, you know, if you have walked this path, you know, wherever you are right now, there is forgiveness when you go to the Father and say, God, I don't want this anymore. And He is, you know, He, he fully restores. He is God of restoration. And so when we just lay everything down before Him and say, God, I open up my hands, take everything of my flesh, everything of my own desires. I just want you, God, and just to run after Him fully. He will. He will give us the desires of our heart because our desires become his desires. And that's what's beautiful about this. He restores, he forgives, and he creates something beautiful out of our stories. No matter what they look like, he creates something beautiful and powerful for his kingdom if we let him. Right. That's really good. Um, is there anything, anything else you guys want to add on that topic? You guys? Good. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, all right. So, yeah, guys, um, thank you so much. Is there anything in general that you guys want to talk about with relation to this? Or are you all, all good? I would like to add something. Yeah. Um, so as far as, um, you know, Charlie and I committing to getting married within a week and a half of knowing each other, um, we've had a lot of, I'm going to say opposition <laughs> from my family, from friends. And, you know, as far as like my family, it's, it's, it's hard, obviously, but, um, 
you could say I would understand because they're not believers. So if I go up to them and tell them, well, God told me Charlie's going to be my husband. So that should be good enough. No, that's not good enough for them. Of course. Right. Um, they don't believe in God. So, um, I, I can say, I kind of understand where they're coming from and them being concerned for me. Of course, I understand that, but you know, believers questioning this and, um, coming up to me and asking me to test the spirits and to test Charlie out and, you know, make sure I'm not being deceived or things like that, that I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> like, I'm telling you guys, you know, father told me, and then they say, well, yeah, but there's been cases in which we think father says that's it, but it's really not. And I've had to tell some people, well, then you don't know our father's voice. And it's, it's, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't want to tell people that, but it's like, I know in which place I am with him in my walk with him, that when I hear from him, I know it's him. And, and like you said, there's this peace and there was just so many confirmations around, you know, me meeting Charlie and everything, but believers not believing that this is possible. It's like, like, they don't think God can work in this way. They don't think that God can just bring a person from South Africa and Virginia together or somebody from California and Tennessee to meet in this meet at this conference. It's like people are questioning this and, and they're telling me over and over to be careful. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say they do it with a bad intention. They care for me and I love them. Right. But why is it so hard for us as believers to believe <laughs> that God works in amazing ways and that if it wouldn't have been through this conference, it would have been in some other way, but he would have made it happen because this was his plan. Like, why is it so hard for us to just accept or, you know, it's that lack of faith. And the more I look into it, I just keep hearing Yeshua's words where he says, if you just believe, like if we just had that faith to know, to really comprehend and, and believe with our heart, the God that we serve, that he's so amazing and things that he can do, things that are impossible for us and things that seem so far away and that God can just come in one second and just, <laughs> just do things. Why, why is it so hard for us to believe that God would do these type of things? Yeah, that's good. And let me ask you, you know, in terms of that, I don't want to, I don't want to really call it persecution, but uh, you know, the opposition, um, you know, how did you handle that? Like, what was the, you know, how did you, what did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, believers, I, I, I have to, I have to tell them, well, I, I tell them about myself. I said, I know my father's voice. I mean, there was a, a moment at the beginning where it was, I was learning as I was walking with him, I was learning to recognize, but you get to a certain point where you know it and you're, you're so one with, it's that oneness. You're so one with him. And I tell them, I'm like, look, I know his voice. And not only do I know his voice, but like Chris, how Christina mentioned, I can see the fruit of, of, you know, the walk that Charlie has with God. And I mean, those fruits, they're from God. So there's, there's no way I'm being deceived or Charlie's pretending to be someone that he's not. So, you know, we can talk. I mean, just the, the fact that either of us were seeking a relationship, it was so unintentional. It just happened because God said it was going to happen. I mean, just that brings so much peace and comfort because I'm like, neither of us were seeking it. We weren't after this, you know, father had to reveal it to us 
in order for us to realize that this was from him like he had to show us otherwise we would have missed it you know and right. i'm like it's it's those things and i had i had to tell them then you know we have to audit ourselves make sure how we're walking with god and that we know that we know his voice right and i just want to highlight that one thing that you mentioned and that is you know the fruit and again like we need to judge by the fruit it's it, you can't like yeshua himself said a bad tree cannot bear good fruit you know a good tree cannot bear bad fruit you know um salt and spring water doesn't come from the same fountain it's like you, you there's just one way or the other you can't deceive with good fruit you know if I, what i'm saying like if the fruit is good the tree is good and therefore it's fine you know there's there's not really much you can go wrong with that um and so yeah you know also i think you know a lot of times people overthink it and really the fruit is the most in my opinion the most important thing that we need to be looking for cool well uh, if anyone has do you guys have anything last words uh we'll be ending this here now um cool thank you guys so much for sticking through with this um short well this short video uh, this video this conversation we had a lot of fun um yeah i hope this encouraged you guys in terms of relationships and waiting for that person and and i want to just encourage you know run after the father and you know if the father wants you to marry someone he is more than capable of bringing that person into your life guys i'm in south africa like i think you know well both of our both marla and charlie and me and, and christina it's it's the same thing where i'm in south africa she is in virginia beach in the usa that's like far away and god made it happen if he can make that happen he can do whatever he needs to do to get you the one that he set apart for you but don't go and try and figure it out alone submit yourself to him you know be open of course and open yourself up to that possibility but you need to put it on the altar and then he will come and he will bring you the desires of your heart whatever that is submit yourself unto him and you will be satisfied and happy in him all right guys may god bless you and keep you guys and uh, we'll see you guys in the next video shalom shalom